poverty. Your voice is poverty. Is this supposed to be holding the cord? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I didn't read the instructions. No. We'll look into that we just, later. We just got shit, huh? Just, yep. just equipment out. We don't even know. Nope. Don't even know the function. This is purely bullshittery at its finest. But we're going to figure it out as we go. Um, the goal is to have this sound better and better. We're going to take a few hits. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to have this sound better and better and better. Okay. And have me not sound like I'm in the trunk of someone's car. Okay. Because that's a nice goal. That seemed to be an issue. No you answer. were in the trunk on the hip hop jump. <coughs> Definitely. But you I had a lot going around. on. Yeah. I had a lot going on. It was a different mic. It was, um, I had a lot of things to maneuver. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kept forgetting to hold the mic up to. Like really, really close. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get my, my grip, my my hip hop grip on the mic. <laughs> grip. Yeah, sometimes you had to grip the mic like a. You need to hold the microphone like a grudge. Well, I'm the DJ, so I hold the needle. <laughs> so the record don't budge. Yeah. <laughs> You get picked up on e- we do you the audience. Yeah, so you keep getting picked up. So you, you get you get picked up no matter what. It's fine. If he it's laughs. Not fine. It's don't don't do that. Hey, cheetah's all right. Yeah. We can't have an audience. We, we had, we've got a studio we've audience. We got a studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so we good to go. Got a studio motherfucking audience. Yeah, so if he laughs at our jokes and shit. That makes me feel good. Let me get all my clearing out. Cause oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I know. Let me turn me down. Hello. <laughs> you give me special joy. No. I'm mad. I don't need, I, why am I on Jeffrey Osborne so I much? don't know because you called uh, Jita an old man, an old R&B singer. Yeah, that's, that's what started it. Yeah. Yup. And then once it gets going... It's hard to get away from that. It's a it's such a catchy part of that song, and we're showing <laughs> yeah. our age because not too many people know that joke. Right. And no. The way he hit you with the... Because you give me special joy. What's special joy, though? What is special joy? Because joy is dope. Joy is by dope. By itself. What did he but mean? You're giving me special joy. Special joy. I wonder if I've ever given somebody special I'm joy. I'm pretty sure you give somebody <laughs> special joy. <laughs> I'm pretty Shit. sure somebody is <laughs> has received special joy <laughs> from all of us. Oh gosh. Oh dude. oh oh jinkies. Oh man. But like Cause yeah, cause he's saying, "Baby, stay with me tonight." <laughs> yeah. Cause I love ya. <laughs> but something very telling about that—he didn't say "stay with me forever." No, he you. said tonight. Tonight, cause you give me special joy. Cause you give me special joy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he said, Make me feel just like a schoolboy girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a different level. That was a jump off song. And we, that and was, our parents, we didn't even get it. Our parents party to that shit like, like he was talking about romance. Yo, or you, maybe they knew and we didn't know. You know what's a terrible jump off song? Like I, it, it, like it hurts me to hear now. What's that? Guy, piece of my love. You can have a piece. <laughs> not all of it. <laughs> You have a piece of my but he's love. telling her there's things that I can't explain. Like, right? <laughs> like, stay out my business. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You go back and listen to lyrics from some Yo, of these old joints. They was you they were serious. Some harsh truth. Yeah. I, I now understand why my parents got divorced off of some of the cuts <laughs> that I hear. Like, oh. Yeah, Shit wasn't man. sweet, huh? I it, I know some harsh truths about some of the positive things that happened in my family, oh. in my my parents' marriage, because some of the songs that they used to swoon to and look deep into each other's oh, eyes, gosh. I was like, oh, that, that looked like that snake. 
Oh, <laughs> a kid's coming. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that one bit. Like, whoa, wait a minute. The OJ? No, man. We, we should can't. do a we should do a marriage show. Oh, uh, we should do a marriage show. That might be dope. Oh shit. All right. Well, well, I guess I'll do that thing then. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Okay. It uh, doesn't work when I do it. It doesn't work. It, you no. did it on the hip hop. That's okay. what I'm saying. It didn't work. Welcome to another episode of Reels and Phil. I'm your host, T. Greasy, my co-host. Janelle. And we have a studio audience of one. one. Yeah, but it's all right. Yeah. So if you hear some movement in the background, we have a special audience member in here. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, I guess, marriage. Yeah, man. Because we was bullshitting around. So um, we're going to talk about, yeah, marriage, the piece of paper, marriage. the, the you ring. You are married, dude. That's crazy. When you say it like that, oh, I, I get a little excited, but you know, I don't really. Now I, I, tell, I don't wear it. Can right. I tell the listener a little bit, a little bit about you? Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna tell the listener. Listen up. Greece was very much like, I don't care about marriage. Blah blah blah. Whoop de whoop. It's just a piece of paper. Eh. So she's been with her lady for a long time, and she felt like. The only purpose for them getting married was that this was a piece of paper that would make sure that her lady would be taken care of in the event that something happened. When I tell you 16 seconds after they said them vows, she became super married woman. (laughs) Yo, yo, I don't think I've ever heard my wife. My wife. Whoa, whoa. My hey, wife. <laughs> hey, hey. But it's hey. it's cute though. It's lovely on you. It's nice on you. I mean, I appreciate that and shit. I guess. And shit, I guess. Well, the way you said it, you know, like you sized it quite a bit. You think so? A little bit. It didn't go like that for two weeks. Nah, like Greece. a month. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, like a month. Let's I wore, get it together. I wore the marriage like a like like a true coat for about a month. Did, like a motherfucking cape. Yeah, I did. I paraded <laughs> around with my ring. Like I just had reasons to slap my face. <laughs> <laughs> so people could just see the Yeah. Oh man. I went I went a little ham, but it's all right. But I think I think it's a beautiful thing. I no, it definitely it definitely took on a whole nother mean, meaning when it actually happened, I think. Like you said, initially I went into it thinking, okay, well, these, these documents cement everything that I want to happen in the event of me being incapacitated. You, you see yourself being incapacitated a lot. Well, like you, the you history, spoke on that a lot. <laughs> the history in my family is such that I might end up incapacitated in some type of way. I could barely talk. So if I can't speak the Queen's English properly, there's a good chance Mm-hmm. I may find myself in a situation that I can't get myself out yeah, of. Yeah, you seem to be dying very often, actually, here on the show. Yeah, there's this coughing fit. Mm-hmm. I'm allergic to you. Yes, you are. You being darker and all. That's true. Other than that, you know, I'm, I, but I'm a bit of a survivor, you know, a bit. at the same time. I got you, I got you hitting 60. <laughs> 60 is a stretch. Man. I got you, I got you hitting 60. I, I got me making it to 42. Oh, strong, wow. strong, before something happens. Oh, geez. I know it doesn't sound good. We gonna have to get a ramp or something. I hope don't not. Don't get a leg taken off. That's no, the only thing. No, I, I, I don't want to get the sugar. It runs in the family, but I definitely do not want to get the sugar. So, I've been taking some precautions. That's a that's another thing about marriage in particular. Like when you when the paper is signed, I had to reevaluate some things. Like. I might want to try to be healthy. I might want to try to give her the the healthiest years of my life. That's true. But I think another thing that comes with marriage, what what seems to be a good thing, is you got somebody kind of looking out for you in that respect. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it alone. No, You're I'm not, not doing it alone. You're not your own devices. That's, that's the beauty of it is that you have a partner, a true okay. partner. And especially if you get married for the right reasons. So let's let's get into the benefits and kind of the light stuff of the marriage. good part of marriage, right? Like, what are, what are the benefits of marriage? Well, I've never been married, but I know most of my friends are. And what do they say are the benefits when you ask? Well, well, I'll get into what they say later. Okay, I'm gonna get into what I see. Okay, and number one, what you mentioned, I see partnership. Mm-hmm. I see having constant company. 
Now, for some people, that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. For me, that's kind of a struggle because I do require alone time. But it looks good on the people that I know who are married. They've always got somebody with them. And I, I don't know. It's kind of cute. It looks it looks nice. Any other benefits? Um, well, statistics say Uh-oh. that married people make more money. Your eyebrow says that that's not necessarily true. That's mad. That's that's <laughs> like taking these sack of oranges over here and I bring them and then you have a sack of oranges over right. there and you bring them. And technically they're more oranges, but <laughs> they're only enough oranges to feed. You only brought enough to feed you. Uh-huh. I only brought enough to feed me. So I don't know well, you where would think You would think that double income has to help. Maybe. Like I said, you have okay. enough oranges. To I got enough oranges you. for me. Okay, that's fair. Like I said, I'm coming from a spot of not knowing. Right. What what has been? You're you're a newlywed. I like that. I like that term. What have been some of the benefits for you? You guys do it all the time. It's all the time doing it, isn't it? Whoa, no, uh, that we don't do it all the time. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, it it. It has changed somewhat, but we don't do it all the time. I would think if I've got a do-it machine next to me. A do-it machine. You I'm see, sorry. that's your first I'm, problem. I'm too, you, you, you're talking about Raheem I'm right too, now. You're I'm, not too talking far, about. I'm too far gone with Raheem. I'm, I'm on to Carlos now. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's Latin and spicy, <laughs> but that's another show. But to have a, a constant do-it human next to me, all the time. A constant do it human. That's not really the right your way. Your wife to, isn't your do it human? The, the way you say that suggests that the purpose is to do it. And that's not necessarily the only purpose. It's it's one of the many pleasures of being married, but it's not the I don't know. You're making purpose. my mind you're making my you're making my mind go a little left <laughs> with it though. All right, tell I, me some good tell me some good shit. Keep me on the right keep me on the right path. Well, the good thing is, I mean, to me, it's, it's really, uh, if I can be very frank, the only benefit, the only good benefit that I could see in getting married was, like I said, to have all of my wishes, if something were to happen to me, be addressed. And I'm a special uh, situation because of the homosexual aspect. So okay, it's not directly evident and not a lot of hospitals still would be able to give Rhonda uh, the consent forms mm-hmm. if if, if an operation needs to be done uh, wait and, and, and have her make that decision they would give those forms to my mother so <clears throat> not that I have anything against my mother's decision making skills at least not with that, but... Uh, but she's the person in your life. Yeah, she's the one yeah. that's lived with me day in, day out. She knows what medications I'm on. She knows everything that I'm doing currently. She would be able to tell. She knows where my last summary for my doctor's visit is. Mm-hmm. and would be able to bring that to the emergency room. All of these things factored into us getting married, us being able to do that and and having it be legal in the state and legal in the country, really. <clears throat> because another thing was it had been legal in the state of Maryland, but if we were traveling right. to Florida or traveling to one of these other states, that wouldn't, it, it wouldn't matter. Um, so that was important for us. The benefits of being married, I don't see any benefit outside of that, to be okay. honest. I've been with Gerasmo for over five years, over six years. So we'd already established a long-term bond, a long-term relationship. There was nothing to gain from it mm-hmm. in in that aspect. So I, I mean, getting married to her was like, okay, yeah, it was exciting during the first month month and a half i'm like oh shit this is you know like this is legit legit yeah and uh then it, we just kind of we've been doing it what I you've mean, been doing yeah we've been doing it already so it wasn't you know okay but um we don't go into uh expectations i think for me my expectation of 
of getting married was exactly what it was. I thought it would be a, a nice day. Initially, it was supposed to be in a courthouse. It wound up being a little bit bigger than that. Right. Um, the actual ceremony was way more than I expected. Okay. The life after has been the same, you know, relatively. We've accomplished a lot together, and we plan to keep accomplishing more. So, Do you think that's the case of most people? Do you think that people, A, wait until they've been established with their partner for long enough to ensure that they're getting married for a, a good reason or the quote-unquote right reasons? And do you think that people go in with unrealistic expectations and think that the day after the wedding, magically delicious, something is supposed to happen different. They're supposed to see a different side of their partner. I think a, a combination of both. I think you have some people who expect their partner to change. So if he was, you know, a serial uh, cheater, mm -hmm. for instance, and the fact that he proposed or gave you a ring was supposed to be his way of letting you know that he's not going to do that anymore. Okay. Then, you know, you have certain people or, or whatever the behavior is. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to just single out cheating, but, you know, he hangs out too much. He spends too much time. Because you have issues where it's not even necessarily cheating um, as far as, like, a, a um, another woman or a side chick. Sometimes it's, it's just emotional cheating, like, um, not even, uh, or time cheating, I should say. Because I'm spending more time with my friends and my family and not spending it than I am with you. But if you go into it, if you accept the proposal from that gentleman and expect things to change right away, you're you're mistaken. The you're awakening mistaken. will be rude. Yeah, it would be rude. I think that you should shack up, as my mom would say. Uh-oh. I think you should. I think that's how you learn each other. I think that's how you learn how you live with each other and how you can grow with each other. But what's crazy though, is that religion frowns upon that. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people that are in the church who feel like there are some benefits of life that only come with marriage and they approach it from that religious standpoint to where now I can have sexual freedom. Now I have this person who is going to be with me to protect me. I have spiritual protection I think for a lot of people, religion plays a part and that kind of cuts people out of that step of living together and learning each other prior to marriage. Or, or do you think that we kind of, I know we've moved away from that a bit, but I think that's kind of, that's kind of still a thing. I think um, you're mistaken when you say we moved away from that a bit. I think you're taking your experience here in the mid Atlantic region okay. as as a way to, you know, address that. But I think countrywide, uh, especially <coughs> going um, to visit some of my family in the Midwest, is very much still pre very much prevalent that the religion plays a huge role. You have certain um, people who, you know, they'll, they'll shack up or live with their significant other for years, but they know that it's a sin. You know, it's like you have this guilt on you that it's a sin and you probably okay. should so it's happening but under the weight yeah under of the that weight type the guilt, guilt. yes yeah, it's, it's a religious guilt i think that is huge i think the religion plays a huge part in why we have so many unmarried people i think re religion helps with marriage and then it also uh is complete opposite it it deter it, it it just it deters a lot of guys from making the decision to get married because you have a situation where their dads got married and that was it, you know. And so it's like this fear for most people to pick the right one, whoever it is. Otherwise, I'm going to miss out. Otherwise, I'm going to miss out. And otherwise, you know, I don't want to end up like my parent. Oh. So I think that has a lot to do with it. As we get older, we start to understand. I think I firmly believe you should talk, continue to talk to your parents, even if you have a very bad relationship with them, but it'll give you some insight as to the type, why you became the person you are, why they became the person they are. If you have the ability to talk candidly to both of your parents, if you have them both and they were married, or if you have 
the opportunity to talk to your both of your parents candidly who are separated. I think that helps you a lot as an adult. I'll tell you, I I was helped <clears throat> immensely. Um, my my parents divorced when I was young, and my mother revealed to me that my father wanted to stay together for the children's sake. Mm. And I understand as an adult who appreciates the moves that my mother made, that that would have been very detrimental. <laughs> that that would have been that would have been catastrophic, a, a really big problem. And I think that people don't understand that, you know, I, in the moment I was sad. Yeah. But to live with two toxic individuals who are only making each other unhappy, mm-hmm that trickles down to your child really quickly and we see everything and we understand everything and as i got older i came to appreciate that the the correct decision was made for my parents to split it's for their sanity and for yours exactly i mean i've never been one to uh i think early on because we were taught and that part of uh my education was at a catholic school so we were taught divorce is not the answer ever you know, it's just divorce the was end. the answer at the Drake house. <laughs> so it, it, it became judgment for for me because that's what I was always taught. So if I found out one of my friends' parents were divorced, I'm like, oh, my God, they're sinners and they're going to hell. And how could you do that if you are married to someone? You know, I went into it with a lot of uh, naive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, as an adult, you you have to take I take a little bit of that what that I had as a child and what I have here. And I can understand here and now that religion is huge. It plays a huge part in the marriage. It is what most people wanted to, most people wanted to use religion to define marriage and don't understand that marriage didn't really have anything to do with religion, but more of a asset, you know, assigning assets to property to the proper people. Property, uh, lineage, keeping the empire going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Marriage was only a way to say, you know, I love Gerasmo. Mm -hmm. You know, not even had love. Love's not even in it. Love comes a little later for some. I legally am bound to uh, Gerasmo in that we share this house, we share these children, and we shared this other property, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And got these cows and got shit. These ca- got this land. Mm-hmm. And so in the untimely, they say we both get into a, a, a accident or something, then the state can look to that piece of paper and say, okay, well, they were married. Now, where are the kids? And just kind of trace the, the paper. Step? Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, when you break it down to that very basic model, people don't want to, People don't want to think about it that way. But it was really business. It was mostly business. That's the way I look. I think of it as business. And I'm, you know, I'm not the one that, that claims to know about marriage. I doubt that I'll ever become married. But I know if I do, then that part is business. Strictly. And, I, and so the love thing, you know, the love thing does come into it. Because if you made a good business des- decision, wouldn't True. you love it? Yeah, right? of course. But I'm saying by the time that marriage comes into play for me. I've got a couple contracts set up in the event that a dude strikes my fancy in that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, look, if you'll initial here, initial here, sign here, we can get this thing going. In lieu of a marriage? I mean, along with the marriage. We got to get those those government benefits, but you what, know, we got to get that tax break. And I hope he got kids or something, something we can claim. I'm not having none. <laughs> I hope I hope I meet a, a dude that's got all the kids that he wants. Okay, so what if you make significantly more than your partner? Then we prenupping. Okay. Because I'm the type, I feel like anything can end for any type of reason. I'm a realist in that respect. You can't, you, okay, so I'm going to play the feel. I'm going to, this is a, this is how this is, I, I can see where this conversation where is, is this going. going? If you're gonna get me, why you gonna get married with the with the predetermined notion that it's gonna end? My thing is this: I understand that it possibly could, and I want to decide on those matters while we're happy, because in the event that things go south, 
I don't want to, in my emotional state, make a poor decision that affects the business that we established. But do you believe, I believe that if you approach your partner with this prenup, that mm-hmm. that will make them unhappy. I don't think so. I'm a, first of all, I'm going to spin it like he's winning. <laughs> I'm going to say, look, baby, <laughs> you came in with a lot of Jordans. Okay. You came in with a lot of J's. <laughs> and, uh, and you don't want me attacking that if things go south. Okay. So while we're still friends, let's lay down what we're going to walk away with if this thing goes south. If this thing goes south, you keep your J's. You keep your J's. You keep everything you I'm came with. I'm going to keep my checks. Okay. I don't think that's going to work. No, <laughs> you don't think that's going to work? No, no, no. I'll church up the clauses so it doesn't look like he loses. And I just find it hard that And if I drop the prenup while I'm happy, I might break him off something. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that you are sorely miscalculating the emotional state that your partner would be in if you popped up with a prenup. I'm like this. I'm not a bad bitch. This is how, okay, here, I got it worked out. I'm not a bad bitch. I'm not. I'm probably a good, a good six on your average Wednesday, and I can bump myself up to an eight if I spend a little time on myself, <laughs> right? So I'm going to come at him like this. Look, okay. you might walk in here and say, baby, I saw a badder bitch out there, and I think that's a sweeter deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, all right, well, Let's go do our separation. If we still in the, in the state of Maryland, let's do our separation. Let's do this paperwork. And this is what we're walking away with. I think it's fair. I'm giving him the option that when he finds a chick that he thinks is a better deal, if you want to do a merger with another corporation, then that's fine. I get, okay, you're totally not accepting or... You, you, you're not thinking about the emotional state of this person okay, okay, at all. Okay, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this the right way. He's going to come in. He's going to say, I found a better deal. I'm going to cry. How about that? I'll cry. Nope. A little bit. No. How about, that's no. emotion. No. First of all, you, you skip forward to the actual separation. I'm talking about getting him to sign the papers. I think you're discrediting how much emotion... He's he is going to be in if you ask them to sign a prenup. I'm gonna say, look, if you don't like this, you make sure that the merger stays intact. He's gonna say, why do you think it's gonna be over? Because I live in reality. But I want to, I would not have proposed to you. That's interesting. Had you not been the one. That's interesting. But you see our neighbor over there. Her titties are magnificent. I don't care about. And the neighbor. If she comes and she tells you, I love you. That's cute. I got you. You're, That's you're, interesting. You're a fucking robot. I'm not a robot. You are. You're a droid. I told you I'll cry a little bit. No, you're a droid. You're you're you're. I don't. I can't consider you a human being anymore. I'm very much human. The only thing that makes you human is, well, I can't think of anything. You're gonna say the gas, aren't you? I wasn't even gonna bring up the gas, Uh-oh. but yeah, that the is. The studio gets a little hot. Yep. <laughs> studio needed to be put out a few moments ago. Studio gets hot sometimes. All right, so pet peeves. If you have a pet peeve with someone that you're dating now, it's starting to move in. You're moving into the two year mark, or however long. Like what? Okay, so what is the long? How long would you date somebody before you would want to get married? Like what? What determines you wanting to get married? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I live for. I lived with a guy for five and a half years, um, and I never felt like I needed to get married. But like I said, if the merger became necessary, see so you talk. Okay, I should have never said business. But <laughs> that's always how I've, I've looked at it. Yeah, because I loved him with everything in me, you know. But we didn't need to. We didn't need to seal the deal in that way. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, but what about so, for those people? Who I'm not feel- checking the clock when I meet a guy. When I meet a guy, I can honestly. We can kick. We can be on kicking it terms. For 30, 40 years. But what if that guy is on a. If you clock. present a proper deal, you're then I'll fucking, get with it. Fucking droid, I swear. I'm not a droid. I'm telling you, if you can present a proper deal, okay. I, I, like, I like the approach that you're coming from. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think that you're not giving any credit to emotions that are involved or anything like that. Once you get used to a person, you wake up next to them. Everything is good. Y'all loving on each other. He knows 
that when you wake up and you twitch your nose a little bit that you're about to sneeze and he go get the tissue and he's doing I, all this stuff you're that saying. you're and all of that happens. I've had that. All of that happens outside of marriage. I all get of that it. happens without marriage happening. But if I've invested so much time in getting to know you and knowing all of your quirks, and I'm here with the tissue when you need it, and I'm here with the oh, it's a steak. You you hitting that steak? I'm gonna go pick that up. All of this stuff. Don't you feel like you you we getting to this point where we almost finishing each other's sentences. Let's yeah. go ahead and get married. But then you might meet another person or I might meet another person. What the fuck? And then we the, go. If we're in the middle of our, I'm not thinking about meeting another person. Right. But when you go in to pick something up for me because you love me so, you <laughs> might see that bitch with them titties. Grease. You don't ever see them titties. You, you, you getting. Grease. You don't ever see that big button, that smile. You Grease. Uh, no, but, but what I'm gonna tell you though, what, what I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you this with love. We've known each other for a long time. You got yourself a bad one, and you're really lucky because Gerasmo, Gerasmo, fine. Gerasmo is fine. Gerasmo is extremely patient. I picked the perfect I one because feel I like don't I could have take the patience. her from you if I were gay. That's. I just, I just need. I feel like I feel like we're close enough where I can say. I that. don't think we need to discuss this on there. Okay. I'm thinking maybe okay. we should save this for another table this discussion. We'll table this. That was a little bit much. I just want you to understand. I will let you the live. The reason why Gerasmo's a producer is because I'm cause I'm gonna let me. you live with that. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you live. So you probably won't go out and find them titties. Or no, that big button, that no smile. Well, I'm way past that era of finding the titties. I mean, I look. Everybody looks. Well, I know, but and it I'm, ain't like. But you, that it, but that's my thing. Is like you talking like he he's gonna look and he's actually gonna pursue. If you have spent so much time with this person, y'all decide to get married. You, he proposed and you decide, yeah, I'm gonna accept his proposal. I don't think I'm I'm willing to bet good money that he's not willing to sign that prenup without some type of debate. There's got to be a, a lot of back and forth. And I think that you're I'm discounting. I'm up for negotiation. I think you're discounting the emotional part of it. I'm up for negotiation, and I can cry on cue. So we you know will have emotion. That's, that's enough. I'm not going to do this with you. <laughs> I'm not going to do this hey. with you. You're a fucking droid. We're going to move on. Come on. Okay, so you dealt with somebody for five, you lived with somebody for five years. Pet mm-hmm. peeves. If you were moving into a marriage with this person, would you address the pet peeves early in a relationship, or would you let them lie there and live and fester and get under your skin for five years and never say anything, and then all of a sudden, when you're married, you're fucking over it. I don't think I, I would roll like that. I'd say in the situation that I was in. Um, he had he had maybe two things that really irked me. But what I learned in that situation was, how mad am I? What am I going to do about it? Is this worth a fight? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, he had this thing where he would walk in, and wherever he decided to take something off, that's where it stayed. I'm the type where I need order at all times. Everything has its place and everything has to go to its place. That would lend itself to your droidness. Okay, see, I'm not I'm not doing too much of that, okay? <laughs> not, we're not doing that all day. Um, and then I was like, you know, it started out with your, your typical, well, baby, you know, could you pick up your shirt? Mm-hmm. Could you pick up your jeans? Mm-hmm. Those boots, can they go upstairs? Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Right, right. But then I came to understand that that's who he was. So then I had to ask myself, does it really bother me that much? The answer was yes. Then it was, can you pick this up and take over this duty and be all right with it? And I thought about the way that he handled other things in the house. And I said, I can. Okay. And that was it. That's fair. But you got a situation uh, where a lot of people don't have those discussions or don't address the pet peeves early. Mm-hmm. And then it winds up turning into a huge argument. Right. Uh, 
either uh, the first or two years in, because if you go by the tra- if you go by what tradition states, or if you go if you go into this marriage the way religion wants you to do it, mm-hmm. which is you're bringing your household in with his into a new household, and you're finding out during this first year or so about each other, mm-hmm. and you don't even know really the pet peeves. You might know the pet peeves and when y'all go out or the subtle things that you overlook when you spent the night at his house maybe a couple of times. But once you when start living together, joy. when he's giving you special joy, right. Whoa. <laughs> so once you, yeah, once you've spent the night over his house and you might notice, okay, he tried to clean up and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, do, I'm using air quotes. He tried to it's clean very up. Very loose quotes. But, his socks are over here. Mm-hmm. Do you pick, do you look at that type of stuff early on or is it kind of like, uh... I look at that kind of stuff and then, and then I categorize it. I put a level of importance on it. And then my understanding, because at the age that I am, you know, unless I really, really, really go on a cradle robbing mission, I'm not above that, but unless I do, <laughs> I'm dealing with a person who's been an adult for a while and they're set in their ways. There's some ways that I'm set in Mm -hmm. and I have to pick apart what's my shit and what's their shit. Okay. And so, and like I said, it's the same thing. I go in and I'm like, how much does this really matter to me? Can I work around it? Can I work through it? Can I work with it? Okay. And I move from there. What about, what about the benefits of being together and that person has kids versus without kids? Because you can talk about both. Yeah. Even though you weren't married, but you could talk about both. Yeah. I was in a, a relationship with a gentleman who did not have children for a long time. Um. And then I was in a relationship with a gentleman who had a plethora of children. And I was with him for a long time. Mm -hmm. I decided. All right. Our audience. (laughs) (laughs) Our audience member. (laughs) That was funny. That was hilarious. (laughs) I decided, though, I decided early in my adult life that I did not want to have children. But I'm not anti-child. So yes, you are. No, I'm not. I don't want to raise a child. You're anti-child. I'm not. Just a little. I don't go and kill kids. You don't kill kids. That doesn't mean that you kill kids. It means that you don't care for them. (laughs) I don't respect them over other people. Okay. I I see people have value, and I don't attach an age to that. I know that there's a lot of people who like, oh, but they're just a kid. No, I'm not that person. If you're an asshole and you're 10 you're just an asshole but i'm not going to be you know i'm not going to be awful to any person but droid at this point if i get with a guy who doesn't have children i actually dated a guy for a while and then i gave him special joy Mm -hmm. and then he looked at me with the dreamy eye and was like yeah i could see us having a family and i had to tell him you got to stop right there Mm -hmm. because it's not going to be with me you can go out get you a couple baby mamas, hit me up in a couple <laughs> years, and I'm gonna be fine. But the guy that I dated who had a lot of children, he had uh he had children with multiple women. Um, he was an excellent father. I spent a lot of time with his children. They spent a lot of time at our home. Um, he had excellent mother management, meaning that he co-parented well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a dramatic thing, and I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I just anticipated that he had all the children that he was trying to have. Right. That's what I, but I made an assumption Mm -hmm. and I was wrong. So then again, again, with special joy, our audience is uh, making a lot of noise over there. Yeah. We can't. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, in the midst of special joy, I came to understand that he thought that it would be a good idea if I had a child. Okay. And and thus our demise was <laughs> sealed because I'm not doing it, you know. 
And that's not a compromise I can make. I can't make that compromise with another person's life. It's it's amazing to me that people don't believe you when it happens. Uh, I and they don't you've believe gone me when I say it, man. You've gone. I'm not gonna go into how many <laughs> years, <laughs> how, how old how we old? are, <laughs> but it always amazes me throughout our friendship how many people you've dealt with or the guys that you've dealt with and how they don't believe you. Right. Um, because it's such a, it's such a thing we're supposed to want to do. You yeah. know, we're, we're supposed to want to have kids. We're supposed to want to, to, to raise someone and, and feed the machine yeah. as you, as, as you as it will. But my, my thing was with, with marriage and, and children involved, my, understanding has always been that you go into a partnership this this is a legal document like we're gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm back up and address it like a business like you do droid okay. t1 <laughs> so we go into this marriage and and it's a whole thing of uh well you have kids let's discuss what they're supposed to do in the event of x y and z so from this point on you're just trying to figure out what are the roles once you get married for you, mm-hmm. your partner, and the kids? Okay. You know, in our situation, um, she came with children. She came with three. She came with, and 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 uh, you also have to understand. Let me back up. You also have to understand what you can tolerate and what you can deal with. Okay. Uh, my age limit, the youngest I could deal with is seven. Mm-hmm. She just so happened to have her youngest was seven at the time. Why was seven the magic number? Seven is a good age where comprehension shouldn't be a problem. Comprehension okay. shouldn't be a problem much younger. But I'm just gonna go with a, a just a general general assholeness should be wearing out <laughs> by age seven. So the whole let me do this until you yell at me phase it should be phasing out, okay. right? So at seven, it's more of an understanding. You could talk to them about more mature topics, mm-hmm. and they start to get it. And so seven has always just been the magic age. It's It's been the age I've been able to kick it with a lot of my little cousins. Okay. It, it had to, they had to grow to a certain age, you know. And some of my cousins, they had to, I had to wait till 13 because they just. Well, yeah, that, that happens. They were too much. But like I said, you know, you you have to know what you can deal with. So my youngest was seven. The most someone could have is, is three. Okay. And she fit both, both of my requirements. So we moved, you know, that's how we began our relationship and moved forward. So knowing that and getting into the marriage, now you have to deal with the other parent that's involved Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to work with them in some way shape or form and when I say work with you have to understand that working with may involve them it may not you may never even have to talk to them right but that could still be working right so especially as the children get older you may never even have to talk to them you just may have to be able to communicate through the kids that this is what's acceptable here. Whatever is acceptable over there is acceptable over there. Oh, yeah. And that I like to remind the children that I'm not blood related to you. Mm -hmm. And my feelings run but so deep. So once, (laughs) once, once you start beating at this wall that is me Mm -hmm. and, and, and you're gonna run into a, a roadblock in every way, shape, or form. You're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna run in all three of the kids. You you're gonna get something that rubs you the wrong way, or something that needs to be addressed, or something like that. Then you need to be able to have a conversation with the parent, your partner, mm-hmm. and understand that, and get on the same page. Yeah, basically. I, I remember my. My first experience with uh, with you're not my mom. Oh, yeah, and I was like, listen here, you damn right I'm not your mom, <laughs> because if I was your mom, you would be doing that dumb shit. But no, I, I didn't go that route. But yeah, I understand the whole barrier thing, and that your relationship is going to be different with each child. And I think it's it's fair because I had this, a similar conversation. Um, it's fair to make them understand that the bond that I'm going to have with you mm-hmm. 
is very limited. Oh, yeah. I don't see you the same way as the people from whence you came. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm going to act accordingly. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things that I plumb just don't care about. It's a lot of things. <laughs> you definitely have to get into that. And, and then uh, your partner has to be willing to accept that. Yeah. That's a huge, huge thing that people coming into a new relationship with children have to understand. You cannot expect this other person to care for and love your kid the way that you do. Right. Auto, especially automatically. There will be love. There will be love. But it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. And I'm speaking from that place specifically. Mm -hmm. I love the kids. Mm -hmm. I love them more than I thought I could love someone else's kids. Right. But it's not they're, they're, It's not the same as she does, as he does. I it's just you. different. You know, and so that and and with that comes the 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 best taste uh, test of that is patience. How much patience do you exhibit with your own children versus somebody else's kids? Mm -hmm. That's the barometer there. So when you want to ha put these expectations on your partner to care for your kids the way that you do, you need to take a step back and think about how much you care about your niece and nephew, mm -hmm. how much you care about your little cousin, how much you care about that little kid over there that goes to school with your children right. and how much patience you have with them. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. I'm pretty much like, I'm not harming your child actively. <laughs> you should you should love that. Now you have shifted into T2. You should be about that. Yeah. T2 was live. Though. T2 was live, but God damn it. That was the one with the, the shape shifting one. Yeah, right? you're still a droid. Yeah. But I'll take that. <laughs> T2 is live. But, but, well, hold up, though. Do you feel a certain way? Because you're a newlywed. Marriage has a bad rap. It does. How do you how did how did you push through that to decide that this was a good idea? I pushed through that to decide it was a good idea because I need her to make decisions for me. In oh, that's right. That you're about I to, you're about so to it's, it's not. Off. Yeah, it's not that I am looking to have marriage complete something. It was already complete. Mm -hmm. It was just the legal documentation to what we already completed. So I think I'm not a really good person to ask, okay. but as far as bad rap, like, and really I'm, I'm not a good person. Well, maybe I am. So my parents have been married for over 30 years and a lot of what I've seen of them growing together represents a lot of good. Okay. It represents a lot of bad. Okay. And so looking at watching their development as well as being influenced by both of them, mm -hmm. it makes you, it, it brought me to the decision that marriage wasn't really something that I would want to do. Well, I, I see that because like you're, you're kind of close to being mannish. Oh for, boy. For, I mean, if the listener doesn't understand what they're dealing with here. I mean, mannish is kind of tough. Though. That's kind of, okay. Well, I'll say this. You're kind of less womanish. Uh, just ask your question, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's one of those things that are presented to young girls like this is what you need to do. This is a goal. Marriage is the end all be all. Yay, marriage. And for guys, you'll hear men who are married telling other men, oh boy. You sure you want to do that? I think my family is an it's anomaly. It's presented though. like a ball and chain. It's presented like a loss of freedom. It's presented like a loss of what was good, your glory days. I don't think it was The pussy wagon, the, okay. the freak train is going to come right after you do this and you're going to lose. I think, I, I, I think for, for, for sure I saw that happen with... Let me back up. I have okay. to give a little context here because... One of my uncles is very close in age to me. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I, I did see a lot of that when it came down to him making the decision to get married or ever considering the decision to get married. You know, my dad would fly in. My, my other uncles would fly in and be like, oh, you might not <laughs> want to do that. And that's why, I mean, I did see it. And so it does make me, it, uh, again, these were all components to why I didn't think it was beneficial mm -hmm. I mean I didn't see where it benefited us I think if if my parents had now I know my mom 
probably, and I have to ask her, I have to ask her this question. I think she probably expected to get a ring at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she would have stayed with my dad without getting married. Okay. I doubt that. But um, I say that to say that, again, that's another factor that, yeah, yeah, it is a bad rap because we don't know how to treat it and we don't know how to nurture it and we don't know what to expect when we get into it. So when we step in some shit, it's the one thing we remember. Remember, like we don't, we often do not give out a lot of positive compliments. All we do, we don't write in to tell somebody they did a good job. Mm-hmm. We write in to tell them how fucked up the service was. Mm-hmm. And so when you're thinking about how much time you're spending with this person, the most prevalent things in your mind sometimes are the, are the negative. And when, unless that person gets hurt, now this happened recently, if your partner gets hurt or your par- partner falls ill, it's sad, but often that triggers, oh, shit, we used to do this. Right. We used to do this. Oh, I miss it when they do this. And then you're appreciating it now that it's gone right. when you didn't before. As opposed it. to while it was going on. Right. While it's going on, you don't even think about all the positive things. Gerasmo does a ton of shit for me. I don't know how I make it to work. Hey, man. I have no idea. I'm kind of glad she's in your life because I feel like I would have lost you a while ago. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I get to work every day. Mm. Like, I don't understand I was almost going to hide sharp objects from you. Well, it's I don't think you should move away from that. Okay. I need to keep that. Uh, you in might want to tuck that okay. in. There's a lot of things that she does. A, a lot of times, you know, bills get paid. I ask I and I'm about to step out there a little bit. I make a little bit more than she does. Mm-hmm. I also have way more bills mm-hmm. than she does. I have a student loan bill oh. invoice that comes every month that is ridiculous and so i did not i honestly did not have any financial knowledge i grew up in a house of financial dysfunction Mm -hmm. and i took those lessons i learned and reapplied them you play beat the check very well oh man (laughs) yeah you've seen me beat the check i might have to beat the check after this show okay no i'm kidding but hooking up linking up with gerasmo is is a blessing because she knows what she's doing with finances. Mm-hmm. She knows where the priorities are. Not that we'll ever be in a situation, even if we were to fall into a situation where we need the lights or the cable, mm-hmm. I would probably pick the cable, Not even though we need the, the power. The right. right. <laughs> so when I tell you, I don't know how I get to work uh-huh. every day. I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. So she keeps this boat floating. That's what I like. And okay. that's what you got to find. You got to find somebody that compliments you. Okay. I respect that. But you don't think that my method will work? I think no. I could compliment a person very well. No, but you're I'm not. I'm a great manager. No, but you're not necessarily searching. Marriage isn't the end goal for you. It's so not. It, I don't think it matters. It doesn't. It doesn't matter to you, so you don't have anything to worry about. Now, if you approached, if you were actively seeking, like if you're one of those people who is posting every two weeks that God has a plan for you and you mm-hmm. need to, and and I, I'm going to find my man at church and mm-hmm. and all I got to do is wait and all I got to do is, is talk about the lamb and <laughs> talk about the lamb? Stomp up the mountain and I'm going to yeah. get my Boaz? I don't know, man. <laughs> but if you went about it that way, <laughs> and approached marriage you the way you do. You can't even look at me with a straight because, face Because, man, that. you sound crazy, man. You sound nuts. Your approach to the prenup is nuts. Your approach to marriage is, is unorthodox. I'm going to say this. I want to I wanna love the hell out of a man. I do. You don't need to get married to do it. I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it. But if the merger presents itself and we will benefit mutually i'll do it and i think that if it comes about in that way the gentleman will see it that way i don't think that they'll take it as an affront if i say look we're in love we're giving each other special joy special joy oh let's work this out let's work up work out the division of assets while we're in this euphoric state 
that seems like a good idea. If you want to dissolve the merger at some point, then we can do it and walk away with ease. I just think that you're highly, highly underestimating his response. Mm. I, I don't think that you're giving enough credit to the emotional part of men. That I know that would, men get emotional. That and, and I'll say someone go punch would be, something. Someone would be offended by that, I think. You think that the concept of the prenup is offensive? I think some, I didn't say that. I said somebody would be offended. I uh. think that, I think oftentimes, you know, when it's, when they, when they're holding the cards for the assets, when you're coming from it, from the power position. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I come at it from shit. I don't want, I don't want half of my little shit taken. If <laughs> really, if I'm coming in this thing with, with $20 million, I'll give you 10. I'm still a millionaire. Right now, I'm a strong thousand there. I can't bust that up. I've, I've seen your records. You, you've you're seen not my a, records. You're not a thousand there. I am a thousand there. Barely. Because <laughs> you keep fucking paying me with Slim Jim. That's the problem. I think that, no, but I, I understand. I understand. I, I understand the logic behind your approach. I get it. You want to talk to them when it's, when it's still, you know, all your all your shit is 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 busting off and your and your hormones oh, are going crazy. Off. I can't remember the oh, word, but you, you, everything's snapping and everything is euphoric, like you said. Everything mm-hmm. is all good. You in the you you in the early stage of you're still not even the early stage, but you're still in the bliss stage of the relationship, and you take thinking about taking it in the next step. I think it's really hard to have that conversation with someone in that blissful state. Uh, to talk about dividing assets. Come here, baby. Let's talk about our demise. Let's talk about <laughs> the divorce. Because <laughs> it will happen. Let's talk about the demise. No, but I'm going to spin it like this, too. I'm going to say this. If we don't get divorced, we don't even have to worry about it. So initial that sounds here, like every, initial here. That sounds like. <laughs> sign here. That sounds like every basketball player from like 81 <laughs> to. <laughs> To, to 2002. Cause but do you want to be hurt and broke? Or do you want to be hurt and the af- assets have been divided fairly? I, I agree with you. I agree with your logic. Why are you making me seem like a demon? Well, because I don't think that you're giving enough credit to like it's the emotional part of it. Which is, I don't think it's going to be that easy to have that conversation. You, you're approaching it like you could just stroll in. Like, like like a fucking CW frog and drop <laughs> the WB or whatever, right? Like, I don't, I don't think it's that easy. I don't think you can just dance in here and drop the papers down and have them sign that shit. All right, well, look, I've got some shit drawn up already, right? And I can just fill in the details for, for whatever lucky man strikes my fancy. Okay. So look, look, let me, okay. Tell me how this goes. Okay. He comes through, he says, "Baby girl, you trying to do this? Or oh, what? What a guy? What? What? What do you say? How do you propose? What the fuck? Might as well. We might as well do. It. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do this. Yep. I say, all right. Well, have your people look at this paperwork mm-hmm. and get back to me. That's not good. That's not a good story. It's okay. It's okay. I just don't think it'll go that easily." I'm not even asking him to look at it. I'm asking him to have his attorney look at it. It's not going to go that easily. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get a little bit of pushback. I, that's all I'm saying. I'll say, do you have some paperwork that I need to present to my uh, nope. attorney? That's all I, all I have to say is it's you're going to get some pushback. That's it. I don't think it's going to be an easy, here, take these papers and go look at them with your attorney and make sure that everything looks looks legit. You need to have to in order to have that kind of discussion, you're gonna have to establish very early on that if marriage is on the table, this is how I'm gonna roll. I think that's fair. I I, he won't be blindsided. Yeah, I that, and see that's my point, is that I'm thinking you're blindsiding the dude with it. No. I have several contracts in between. You okay. Know. Well so. <laughs> we're not gonna So get he'll into be that. he'll be well versed. We don't have enough time in to my get contract into all your negotiation. <laughs> that not even touching that with a wooden oh boy. object or oh, anything. A wooden object. Okay. Well 
I see now this has come to an end. So we're going to wrap this up. And thank you, listener, again for checking us out. This is Reels of Fils, uh episode about marriage, I guess. Yeah. And I'm T2 now. You're a T2 droid. Yes. She's going to end us all. Melting into your lives one episode at a time. If 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 I ever saw you melting. <laughs> ever. I don't I don't think I could be your friend anymore, oh, B. Boy. No. Not you at don't all. like melting, Janelle? No. I, mm. It that sounds like it's oh, gonna God. stink. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that out loud, I was like, oh God, melting that Janelle. Sounds awful. Well, nice. have a good one, people and thanks listener. Check us out again real soon. <laughs>